When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. I hope everyone is having a great week. It's, God, it's been, what, six weeks now, seven weeks? I can't even keep track now that we've been in these this pandemic. But nonetheless, hopefully everyone is making the most of this time to really reset and revamp where you are and where you want to be. Again, we highly encourage our listeners to always reach out if you have any questions or any, any challenges that you are going through during this time, reach out to us here at Sustainable Success here at the Voice American Influencers Channel or on our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. We'd be more than happy to uh, listen to what's going on and provide some insight and suggestions that we can help you. We have a great show today, and our show is being brought to you today by Empowered Fathers in Action, a 501c3 organization dedicated to strengthening the father-son bonding process and also helping families to create interdependent family structures free from limited beliefs so they can modify their behaviors to be better examples for their children that they can grow into more with more self-confidence and higher levels of self-esteem to be better leaders in their homes, communities, and their businesses. You can check them out at efamovement.org. That's efamovement.org. Today, we're going to be talking about the downward approach to building your business and we have our, our guest expert here today, Terry Ogburn. And before I introduce Terry, I'm just going to give you a brief background about him. Terry is the owner of Ogburn Business Solutions. He has developed a business development process that helps entrepreneurs and business owners learn the importance of working on your business instead of being caught up in the day-to-day grind. His unique system and personal devotion to the development of others has contributed to the success of hundreds of small to large Ventures. Now, I could keep going on and on. There's so much about Terry, and I'm sure this will come up during uh, our talk today. But he is were, had you know uh, worked with a lot of different companies. You know, had serious relationships with the you know from Radio Shack back in the day, AT&T Wireless, Metrocall Paging, Century 21 Real Estate, and so on. And without further ado, we welcome Terry Ugbert to the show. Terry, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kristen. Thank you for that nice introduction, and thank you again for having me on your show. Absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here, and you know, you bring a wealth of experience in terms of uh, teaching businesses how to scale. You know, again, working you know on on your business instead of being caught up in the business in itself and all the day to day, like you talked about. So I wanted to just kind of set the stage for people listening. We we here at Sustainable Success, we have you know, business owners, we have entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, we have business leaders that lead, you know, corporate teams and sales professionals. We have a mix of a lot of different people here. Talk about, you know, again, you know, how people can get caught up in the day-to-day rather than, you know, working on their business, just to kind of set that stage. Okay, great. And it starts with my air conditioning company. When I started building that, I was a Typical, I was a technician. I knew how to work on air conditioners, and I decided to uh, open my own business. I didn't know how to run a business, so I uh, did all the right things. I got the phone, got the ads going, got everything going, and then I drifted into the technician mode, which means that I'm working, you know, basically as a job. And that's what I think most um, small businesses and owners and entrepreneurs do. They start out with an idea, and then they end up being slaves to that business. Mm, I see a lot of that. It's almost like they're they're like shackled to their businesses, like a prisoner. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they end up working. I'm sorry, they end up working 12, 14 hours a day. They, you know, they're like on a hamster wheel. You know, they just get on it and start. You know, every morning, and they get off and take a break, and then they jump right back on again. And there's a much, much easier ways to do it. Once they learn to take a few minutes every day and just drift above the top of the business and look down on it and, like, what positions do you need to fill? Uh, what job descriptions do you, do you have in place? Those type of things. 
talk about that a little bit more because again, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if somebody, you know, people are there that are on here that are looking to start a business, maybe perhaps another one. Maybe they're, you know, in two, three years in, or some of them have been around for a while. But nonetheless, we can always learn something to either have this information up front to do it right or to revamp, reset, so to speak, to kind of, you know, get out, instead of getting caught up in the day-to-day that we can work on our business. So talk about some of the your process and how to go do that. Well, uh, Chris, it's, it's relatively easy. It's simple. Everybody has to make things easy. And first, they should make things simple and then create a system that works. Like if you were going to open a business, uh, the idea would be first to figure out how many different positions. So um, to the audience, if you were going to open a bar uh, or a restaurant, what would you have? So you'd have to have a waitress, you'd have a hostess, you'd have well, a wait staff, you'd have cooks, different things. So you just plan this all out in your head, and then with our technology today, you can just go right online, get job descriptions for each one of the positions that fulfill your, you know, your business, like working with an air conditioning company. And so we're having him go out and gather up all the, the job descriptions for installers, draftsmen, all the things that are needed in that business, and then outline the things, responsibilities that these people are going to need to do, or you're going to them because whether you're two people starting a business or uh, starting by yourself or maybe you have 10 people, there's going to be a lot of uh, job descriptions that are going to be needed. That's one. We also have to use uh, things like projecting uh, income and, and using uh, something that was developed in the old days. We don't see it much uh, in, in nowadays, and that's called a performa. And a performa is a projection not only of your income that you you have a 90% chance of idea of that coming in, but also projecting your expenses. And so mm. you can actually create an Excel spreadsheet that kind of dials in the uh, formula that you need. Like, for an example, I'll give this to your audience real quick. When you're putting a performer together, 100% of that money coming in, uh, obviously, is revenue. Well, we need to figure out what our cost of sales is. This is very, very important in business. Um, like I was working with a photograph, uh, a photography uh, company, and they were doing their headshots for X number of dollars. And so we looked at it, and they were actually, Chris, they were selling their, their headshots for um, uh, too cheap because they wouldn't get enough to cover their expenses. Once they figured out their expenses, they had to go up about 20% so that they could make the profit they needed to make. We should also be in business to make 10% at the at the bottom line, after taxes. So after we figure out what cost of sales is, which is typically around 30 to 40%, then we can have, that leaves us the amount that we can use to run our business with. The 30% is the variable cost. So if we figure that out, then we can do a better engagement on what our revenue, what we should be charging our customers for our product. Mm. This is making decisions based off data. You create a scorecard so you know that how, if you, how many, um, uh, direct mail pieces you mail out for an example or how much direct marketing you do and then measure that result. How many subject lines work? Split testing. There's a lot of things well, to do in marketing, but this is all in, involved in that. Well, no, I believe, so. I mean, data is so important, right? You know, it's that intellectual intelligence. Obviously, there's emotional intelligence as well. That's another thing that really helps, no question. But talk about a little bit more about that data because, you know, obviously, you know, depending upon if you're just starting a business or you're, you know, somewhere in between or been around for a while, you know, you have, you're going to have KPIs and, and uh, you know, or at least establishing them or at least you have them in place. And data is going to be an important part, you know, play an important role to, be, you know, to, to see if you're meeting those, those metrics. So, you know, elaborate exactly. a little further on that if you can. Well, like projections, for an example, when I'm working with a client, I work out a marketing formula that, that uh, they grow at a 1.3% uh, or 1.3 a year, which is a 30% growth. Now, we need to re- realize that if we're not going our, uh, have a projections of growing our company at 30%, we're probably going to start, we'll fall short of the market gain that we need. Um, for an example, we lose 15% of our business every year, and it has nothing to do with us. It just has to do with the brother-in-law went in the business or I decided to go in the business or something along those lines. It really had nothing to do with you whatsoever. And then we have to keep up with the 
price index, which is usually about 7%. This is our cost of living and, and gas and different things that go up on a, on a regular basis. So if you take 15 and 7 together, that's 22%. So if you're shooting for a 20 or 25% growth, you're probably missing it because you're not stretching yourself out there long enough. So I ask my clients to uh, stretch themselves to a 30% growth, and then we dial it in. So then we look at it every quarter to see how close we're getting to our numbers. If we're off our numbers, we have to up, up our touches or up our marketing so that we get back on trail. Like I work with uh, one of the largest boat companies in the United States, Remax, and I have several of their salespeople. And what we do is they have five A's, and these A's are the people who are going to purchase boats with them uh, within the next 30 days. You mentioned the pandemic. All going through this whole pandemic, the people I'm working with are in the, in the top tiers of their, of their region simply because they maintain their five top prospects. And this can be worked in any business. You just have to keep five, sometimes 10 to keep that growth going. But that's what I mean by, um, you know, managing your, your KPIs and also looking forward at your uh, data that you, you're, you're doing, like um, touches, for an example. Typically, you can make a sale within 80 touches. Well, in this day, in this market, I'm asking my people to step it up 130 to 150 touches a week. We have more time on our hands, so reach out to be more caring, be more, um, and this works whether you're in a pandemic or not. Just, you know, be out there to be helpful to people. And if you're that, then that, that news is going to spread. It's going to build a great brand for yourself. Mm. No, so so true, so true. Now, talk about like if if you're a business owner. I'm just getting on the the metric th- uh, thing and the data, and we're gonna go. We're gonna move on to some other questions here. You know, what if somebody is not? This is not a a strength for them. You know, it's something like, oh God, I'm not a numbers person. I'm, this is not an area. And a lot of times, people just tend to kind of go through the motions or you know bypass these things and not realizing what a, what an impact it has. What would you recommend? Do you recommend they outsource if they can, if they have the capability to someone that knows what they're doing there, or, or what, would, what would you recommend? Uh, both. First, yeah. uh, if you don't uh, understand the numbers, then I would make sure that I, I've got somebody that did. I take, whether I took online courses, YouTube, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I get very familiar with the numbers. But I wouldn't keep that person in that position too long. I would want to make sure that I understood the numbers. I got very familiar with the numbers because I've worked with many companies that got hurt simply because they were trusting somebody else with the, with, with the money, so to speak. And your numbers are everything. So get yeah. to know the numbers. Um, but I always uh, recommend that if you're not good at a position, you should hire that person to do that. Hire the best. Uh, for, when we built our uh, franchising, uh, that travel thing that's in my bio there, we took a travel franchise from, from kitchen table to public in two and a half years. And we, we did it by hiring the best people. You know yourself, Chris, taking a company public in two and a half years is phenomenal. That's I mean, a, that's, that's, that's three a to five short years. period of time. Yeah, absolutely. It, and we invested $5 million to, to put this together and it went when we, 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 our IPO went out, we got over $13 million. So, But all we did was we hired the best. We hired the number one franchise attorney to write the franchise agreement. Then we hired the number one franchise defense attorney to defend the agreement, poke holes in it. Then we, mm-hmm. we made our agreement solid. We had the best agreement out there. Okay. Um, so, you know, if you, need to, if you need to hire, when I was in the air conditioning business, I didn't understand marketing. So I hired a marketing company for six minutes, six months. And Chris, I was I was glued to that guy's hip. When the six month contract was over, he wanted to renew, and I said, "Well, actually, I've learned pretty much everything I need to know. Thank you." You know, and then I took over the marketing myself because I hired people to, um, um, to you know, put out my marketing or whatever I need to do. I was just thinking about how you and I uh, met through a channel, but it was through my. Uh, executive assistant, uh, executive assistant, marketing through Facebook to um, get me on podcast. Mm. No, so so true. I think it's so important, so important. I'm glad you were able to share that. You know, we got a, a, just a less than a couple minutes to uh, commercial here, Terry. I want to just say briefly, and we can elaborate, you know, a little bit on this, but 
Just a real quick, you know, why is it important, you know, when we're working on our business, why it's important to have the right at, you know, have a, a, you know, a positive attitude to the best of our ability and keep our ego in check? Oh, perfect. Good question, Chris. Um, our ego is our fear base. And so anytime that we want to micromanage or we want to uh, less uh, empowering of our people, then we're, we're moving into that uh, ego mode. Um, the other thing is that, um, and man, I had a brain uh, freeze there, Chris, I'm sorry. Um, it was about the other question you asked me. Oh, There's just again, yeah, we have about a lesson. We could, we could continue after the break. We got a less than a minute, but it was about, you know, keeping your ego in check and having the, you know, making sure we have the right attitude, or, you know, an even, calm oh, attitude. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for refreshing there. Uh, the attitude, to get up every day with the attitude of expectancy, stop with this trying to be this positive mental attitude thing. Just get up with the attitude that you're going to be grateful for everything. Gratitude is, is everything should be in your life. You're going to have a great day. Think about that. We learned that from Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich. It's thoughts mm-hmm. are things. And so if we're thinking negative, we're going to attract negative. If we're thinking positive, we're going to attract positive. Absolutely. Well, we, I'd like to continue on when we get back. Again, you're listening to Terry Ogbert again. We're talking about the downward approach for building your business. Uh, we have to go to break, but when we come back, we got more to come. We got a lot of great information from Terry here to help you scale your business. We'll be right back after the break. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, we're here with Terry Ogburn, the downward approach to building your business. So, Terry, where we had left off, we were just talking a little bit about, again, you know, the downward approach, talking about, you know, how to work on your business rather than getting caught up in the day-to-day and the importance of data-driven, you know, data to really drive those decisions you know, against your KPIs and also, you know, how to maintain a, you know, a, a calm and a positive attitude, keeping our ego in check. So I'd like to talk a little bit about, you know, and this is something near and dear to my heart, and it's being transparent in your business. I'm all about transparent leadership. I, and I wanted to get your perspective why it's so important to be transparent, you know, not only to yourself and others, but just in the business in, in itself. Good, and that's a great question, and it all starts with your integrity. And if you if you have a, a self, you know, your 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 integrity in yourself is unbreakable, um, then you're not too too afraid to be transparent because that's who who we are. Uh, transparency allows us to build trust with 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 our employees and with people. I got a quick story to hear along this line, if I may share with the audience. Sure. The 
when I was first starting my refugee in business, I was uh, small. We were going through uh, the beginning of the 80s, which was a recession. And I found myself, Chris, with uh, enough money to make payroll uh, or enough money to, to pay the phone bill. And so I called all my team in on, on a Thursday, and I explained that to them. I said, here, here you are. Here's what we got. We got enough money to pay the phone bill. We got enough to make payroll. But I don't have enough to do both. And fortunately for me, they chose to, to pay the, the phone bill. Uh, now, we were able to spread some money around. Everybody got a little pay, and I had money coming in. And I offered them hope that, you know, I did have some receivable money coming in. Um, and they, but I wouldn't be where I am today if it ha- they hadn't have, uh, you know, if I hadn't have been transparent with them and shared with them what to do. I felt like that it was their money. And so they should make the decision what we should do. Um, so, you know, again, and then from then on, I made it an open door policy. You can come to me with any time. Even if the people that work with me, they can call me right through this time period. I'm getting more calls now, you know, after my normal sessions. But these guys need help. So why not open your, your doors to them? Open up your, your communication. And open lines of communication leads lead to constructive conflict, which is good because then we grow. And then from a conflict, we get clarity. From clarity, we get accountability, and then we get results. And that's just, and it all starts with being transparent. No, it's so true. And I think it has a, a, you know, it positively empowers people around you as well. Like, so if you have people, like you said, working with you or, you know, people, you know, partners or alliance partners and all that, I think it just has a positive effect upon other people it brings out the best and i think in people and just being real i think it's so important thank you for sharing that so what would you if like in 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 this case like if you have businesses that have uh certain maybe they have certain departments or maybe they have a small staff maybe they work with uh 1099s contractors whatever the case may be what is a great way to kind of you know set you know teams you know, in this case, expectations were, you know, the results that they seek. What I like to do, uh, Chris, is get everybody together. Now, I know in this new world that we're going to be living in, they may do it through Zoom or through um, GoToMeeting or something like that. But it's good to have a weekly meeting. You know, back in the old days, we always had a staff meeting. and things. But in my air conditioning business, we had one thing else. We had a, every evening, we had a brainstorming meeting. So we would come back in the, after the workload was done, and we'd sit down and talk about what things went right, what the things, what we did right, what we did wrong, what we could do better. So I suggest that everybody take that approach every day. Learn to close your day by asking those three questions, and then what that does is help you become better at, at what you're doing. Now you ask your team this. So the same thing. So you're in this room. What did we do right this week? What did we do wrong? What could we do better? And this constant building of empowerment and information causes us to grow at tremendous level. Mm, that's so true. So true. That's great. In terms of like, you know, like in terms of the process, like you said, you know, like a week, you know, how about what, what do you uh, what's your view on what I like to call huddles? Like huddles are, you know, kind of like the go between between, let's say, a weekly meeting, or it could be, you know, a, uh, a monthly meeting, you know, where it's more intensive. But you know, the, the huddles are like, you know, it could be like five, ten minutes. You know, and it just kind of right. sets the stage for the day. What is your take on on that? Love it. Um, my the Marine Max people, they have a what they call a stand up meeting. They do it every morning, different stores, there at different times. So basically, it's before they start work, eight thirty to nine o'clock. They have a, their stand up. Now, a lot of their people have been, you know, commissioned to go home. So what they do now, they've increased their meetings, and this is another thing I would suggest to people that are working remote, uh, you know, having people that have people working remote, uh, have three meetings a day with them, a beginning meeting, a halfway point, and a checkpoint, and then one at the end of the day. Learn to manage by objective, not micromanaging, but by objectives. Give everybody a, a clear vision of what it is that needs to be done, establish who's going to get what done, and then come together and make sure that all the pieces are moving forward. For an example, you probably know, your guests probably know, that um, there's five different people that engrave um, money, our money that was printed for us. There's five different people that are working on that plate at any given time. Mm, Absolutely. 
That's true. Can you imagine That's the true. precision that you'd have to be that you know the guy next to you is working at that micro? I uh, can't even imagine how, how thin that would be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and like you said, when you're talking about these, you know, when you're working with your team and, you know, and whatever that frequency, just briefly, like, you know, just talk about the, you know, the, the importance of communication. I mean, again, especially now in today's world, we got, like you said, you know, Zoom and, you know, and we can't be face to face. This is where, you know, obviously communication is so important, why it's got to be more so specific and clear and not based upon assumptions, speculations. Exactly, because, you know, any, every listener knows that you can tell a joke, and by the time it, you tell it to 10 people, it's going to be something different. Um, when I was in the, uh, my air conditioning company, we were the, one of the only air conditioning companies that actually had two-way radios in our trucks. So I wanted my people to be able to talk to each other at any given time. More to the, the, better, the, the better decisions we can make based on the, the, the data we, that we gather. So why not give, you know, get as much uh, information as you can. Uh, communication, open lines of it. There's uh, give your listeners a uh, little thing, a graph here to work with. Imagine that you have two people talking and they're the PAC in vertical. Think of it that way, Chris. That was PAC and you're a PAC, I'm a PAC. And sometimes I'm, you're, you're going to be in a parent state of mind. Sometimes you're going to be in an adult state of mind. And sometimes you have to be in a child state of mind. And this is an adult. This has nothing to do with this. This is people. So uh, recognizing where somebody's coming from, if they're coming from an authority figure, then maybe drop down to a child and ask them why they, their belief system is like that. If their belief system is flawed, then you can challenge it through an adult approach. But first you must find out if they're, what their belief system is. Yeah, absolutely. Belief system, I think that's so important with you know, people's values and principles or beliefs, absolutely, you got to align that. So important. So, so important. That's how they develop so, their paradigm. There's a, that's how they develop their paradigms. And you, you know, somebody can be told that um, that this is, uh, this this pen is green all day long, but if it's, that's just my belief. I, did, I didn't know that black was green. If you get yep. my drift, I mean, you told me something, I believed it I was a kid. Yep. Yep. This comes into that part of ego where, well, we've been doing it this way for 25 years. Well, I don't know even even transparency. Yeah, even the transparency part. Absolutely. Transparency builds integrity, and integrity puts you. Uh, you can pull into a, a McDonald's and you expect uh, to get the quarter pounder you order, not one that somebody decided to put mayonnaise on it. That's lack of integrity. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that is so, so important, especially, you know, with teams and then obviously working with others if they're not working directly for you. So important. Anything else you want to and, elaborate and on also, that? Yep. I just want to also say by working with your team, communicating with your team at all as a team, you know, togetherness, it stops side deals. Chris, you've been in business for years, and how many side deals have you had to overcome just because somebody put a, a little thing in the in the in the contract that you didn't know about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And this goes that's on true. with people, and this goes on with people inside the office. Though they have side deals, you cover for me, I'll cover for you. Yeah, there's got to be that connection, no doubt about it. And uh, I'm a, I'm a big big I'm a big uh, advocate of of communication and. You know, aligning people's, you know, you know, in some way that you find common ground with your values and principles and knowing how to relate and understand people. I think it's so important. And that's something that a lot of times people kind of overlook businesses or just owners of businesses overlook. They don't um, they don't take it seriously. And, it, and it's it's so important from you know, when you're looking at it from a long term standpoint when your business. So exactly. So and another thing that just come to mind, too, is. We're getting now, companies are now being more involved in profiling. And uh, they use Colby or the DISC method or whichever method is out yeah. there. But, but that is more important now is to find, align the people with the right job, not, not trying to get an analytical to be a salesperson. It's not going to work. You're going just, to just, beat your head into the wall. No, absolutely. Find the right people. Now, I'm working with, again, like I said, Marine Max and so I'm working with one of the VPs, and I, you know, mentioned him. 
they have a doctor on board that um, that's his whole job is to make sure that everybody's profile is matching their position. And I uh, told Tyler, I said, Tyler, you need to tell Mr. Bowman that, that he needs to create a profile for people to work from home. Because everybody can't work from home. Yeah, I mean, not everybody. This is going to be, you know, like I said, an adjustment for companies and people. Some people, it might work out very well working from home. Some, it won't. And either way, sometimes it may. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I can tell from my, you know, when I first started my business uh, 14 years ago, I went out and went out and about. I went out every day and went out and had meetings just in place. Then I um, decided I was going to work from home, and I used to have to get up, get dressed, do everything I had to do, drive down to the beach, go for a little walk on the beach, come back, and I came back to work. I didn't come back to home. I came back to work. So I had to get my mind to a point in the state of mind I was working. At home, there's a lot of distractions. Yeah. I've been working uh, remotely for over 20 years, so to me, it's like it's – it's routine, but but like you said, for some it, it's it, it's a challenge. If you don't have a, the certain disciplines and habits in place, you know it can be it can be a, a tough adjustment. You know, especially if you you have small I, kids and all that. I'll give uh, your listeners four things to do right now. If they just do these four things, I don't care what what we're talking about. Once they do these four things, it'll be success at any point. Think that would be good for them? Absolutely. Okay, the first thing is, whatever you decide to do, commit to do it. Don't just decide you're going to do something. I mean, just be all in. That means, you know, like the old days, burn the boats. Just you're all in, 100% commitment to what you want, want, what you want. Whatever it is, if it's your business, be the best homemaker you want to be, whatever. Commit to it. Second is to determination. Make sure you have total determination to, to fulfill on that commitment. If you want to be the best time manager, you want to be the best goal setter, you want to be the best uh, person with integrity, commit to that, but um, make your uh, make your um, choices absolutely in that direction. Number three, discipline. If that means if you have to get up 30 minutes early, then you get up 30 minutes early. To get all these things done or get what you want done, to, to, um, your disciplines are the most important thing that you can do. And then the fourth thing is visualize. Visualize your commitment coming true. Once you have that determination, once you have those disciplines in life, and that visualization every morning, visualizing how you want the outcome to be, I promise you that your commitment will come true. Wow. Now, ah, great stuff. I thank you so much, Terry, for that. And again, those that uh, you know have just joined us, you know, somewhere in between. Uh, the uh, the show here between a break uh, again. You can listen to this on demand later today. We have uh, less than a, uh, you know about a minute and, and a half to our next break, Terry. So I wanted to just real quick address the you know why it's so important you know to you know solicit feedback uh, in and the importance of excellent customer service. Okay, great. Um, when when a client works with me, the first thing that they understand is that. I put my organizational chart upside down. We want to make sure that the, the customer understands they're the boss. We all say it. We just don't put it. Uh, so when we put our customer at the top, that means that we make sure that our customers, um, like right now, uh, in fact, I'll give you a good one. This is at PodFest just a, a few weeks ago when we had our, our convention there. Um, I'm in charge of the vendor room. So my job is to make sure everything's going on smoothly there. Well, we were inundated with a crowd of people. We had over 900 people show up the first day. So our, crowd, our vendor room was, was a massively run over people. So I'm realizing these people aren't taking breaks. So we view the vendors as our customers. So I went to our break room, and I got all the water I could do, and I just started passing yep. out water. Okay. So these are things that we want to do when we're looking at our business. We want to see what can we do for our customers that are above value added. I'll give you another little story. Uh, this yep. is a, a proposal for travel industry. Yeah, and we only, we only have about 30 care. seconds, but we can we, we yeah. have about 30 seconds, but we could do it right now, but okay. go ahead. Go, keep going. I was just going to say that that came down. They both uh, had equal bids, but he, the guy lost it. He was doing his feedback, and he asked him why, and he says because somebody told him that he would have somebody that spoke Japanese at the airport. 
<laughs> I mean, how simple would that be? I mean, you know, there's a big story that goes with that. But just value added um, to what our customers not expecting. Got it. Well, again, Terry, this is great stuff. Again, you're listening to Terry Ogburn. Again, the downward approach to building your business. We got still more to come, so don't go away. We'll be right back. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Again, we're li- you're listening to Terry Ogburn. We're talking about the downward approach to building your business. Terry, before we went to break, we you were telling a great story here, and I know we had to go to break, but I know that that we got to get we we, we got to get people want to know and so what, what what the the end of the story is. So please finish the story, and then uh, I think that really ties in everything that we're talking about here about feedback and and importance of ex- uh, excellent customer service. Okay, great. Uh, again, this is when I was in the travel industry, and uh, we were, it wasn't my company, but we were being told about this, and, and two people bid on a travel account coming from Japan uh, into the Los Angeles area. That was a $4 million plus account, so uh, they put the proposals together anyway. The guy didn't get it, but he called back, and I suggest to everybody, if you're in sales or you have a bid out there or whatever, even if you lose it, call back and find out why. It's called an exiting survey. And, and do it. You, you may find out something like this guy did. And what he found out was, he says, well, what, what happened? And he says, well, line for line, you guys were pretty much on target. The bottom line, you were right there. He says, well, why did you choose the other guy? He says, he offered to have somebody that spoke Japanese at the airport so when they landed, they could get them to their hotel room. Now, in Los Angeles, every travel agency probably has a Japanese-speaking person in their in their at that time in their, in their world. So it wasn't really that he offered them that, anything that deep. It's just that he thought outside the box. So that's what I think. If you listen to what your customers are saying, they'll tell you what they want, and you just fill them, you know, make sure you get what they need to them. Uh, absolutely. No, thank you for sharing that. And I think, you know, we could, this could be an entire top. We could, we could be talking about this for the, you know, for the duration of the show. I think it's so important when it comes to, you know, feedback and, you know, the importance of, of customer service, especially, you know, post-coronavirus here as we move forward. So important. And, you know, with that topic of coronavirus, you know, the coronavirus, I, I, I was going to say, I don't know what I was going to say there, but it wasn't going to sound like virus. With that being said, with the coronavirus, you know, there are a lot, there's a lot of uncertainty and fear with business owners right now. Some, you know, obviously some can't work at all. You know, they had to close restaurants, that type of thing, and they can't really do much. You know, talk about, you know, from your perspective, how can one maximize their business to the best of their ability during during this crisis? 
There are some businesses, Chris, that are out there that are, are immobilized right now. They can't do anything until the restaurants and these things open up. They, they, I appreciate the creativity of drive, you know, drive up and take out. That's, that's doing what they can do. But there are some businesses like uh, the, uh, the construction industry. Like I have a client that, that does uh, general contracting. So one of the things that we're doing with him is we're having his business, his sales department, they're looking for all the, the uh, projects that have come out of the ground, but they're not finished. And uh, they're looking for investors that are, there's going to be some investors that invest in this market. There's going to be some that don't. So get your, get your, your, your database together. And then we're going to contact those people and offer them that their contractor goes out of business, that we're going to be there to swoop in and help them. Uh, we may, they may have run out of funding, so we'll have the investors ready to go. There's a great book out there that I would suggest to all your listeners to read. It's called The Medici Effect. And what it does is when in crisis, what we can do here is see two different avenues and we can make something different out of it. Like um, the public stores in my area now are putting up glass shields, uh, you know, in front of the cash register, you know, the, the, as they're taking money. Well, those, now that's a whole new industry. Yeah. Grommets and replacements and and screws and nuts and bolts and all the things that are going to do do that, maintain them. Look for ways that that you can help the community get back. I mean, uh, our, our president took Ford Motor Company and a company in Florida and figured out how to make them to uh, work together. The company in Florida could manufacture this uh, 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 piece of health equipment we need, and Ford could mass produce it. So through in, through that job. Uh, common ground there we now are getting these things mass produced mm. so like you, you're talking about again just becoming innovative to the but within you know within our control and letting go of what we can't but just defining ways that you can you know whatever business you're in that you can add value you know to the best of your I even if it's some, yeah exactly and this, when i was in radio stack uh, you were sitting at my desk and i the camera would be on the door and you put the door open and i looked at the camera and and there are somebody bringing back a return. Well, the first thing I do is first jump up and head start heading that direction because I knew the two associates were heading towards me. So I just passed by them and said, guys, one day you're going to realize this is an opportunity. And so I, I would go up there. And then once you find out the customer, what they really want, oftentimes they would just sold the wrong thing because the person didn't know what they were doing. The customer wasn't coming to our store. It was coming back from another store. So they just didn't want to do that. So 80% of the time I wasn't even dealing with I think I had to deal with something, you know, in my store, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so true. I mean, I'm glad that you shared that. And that really, you know, those listening, I mean, obviously all these things about anything to help during this time is, is extremely helpful. You know, what would you say would be, you know, one of the most common mistakes that most entrepreneurs make when they become, in this case, immobilized or feel unproductive during a time like this? There's so much negative energy that's out there in, in our, the world right now, and I think everybody on, on the show would listen, would agree with me there. Our, uh, and we are made up of energy. Uh, there's a, every one of our cells is connected by a, a piece of ether or a little gel of ether that goes between each cell. And that cell stores energy. So when we're around negative energy, it just dumps into us. And you probably have you know, been driving, and then all of a sudden you feel this energy come over, and you realize you're in a, in a a neighborhood, or you're in a go around a golf course. You've come to the beach, or something. The atmosphere changes, so your your body feels differently. Well, right now we need to be working on things. Especially now, is is finding things to keep positive around us. I'll give your listeners four things to do right now. First, number one, make sure that you have a, a burning desire for whatever it is you want. Then have back it by a definite purpose. You got to have a why. If you don't have a why, then you're not quite sure why you want to get out of bed every day. Just reach the desired outcome. Put it all together. So you have your desire, you have your why, and you have your outcome. Put it all together in a, in a, in a, in a sentence or a paragraph. Then make a plan on how you're going to get there. Just a simple plan. Just a, a, one step each day, little baby steps. Number three, remove all negativity. No more TV. No more, if it's negative, turn it off. Put positive state, get positive stuff in your mind. If you like music, I like Danger Zone. Just me it pumped up every time. Put music on that that's going to keep you inspired. And then 
surround yourself, number four, surround yourself with people who believe in your dream, people who believe in you. If you do that, that's through mentor, through whatever, uh, people, just brainstorming, whatever it is, put people around you that are going to support you, and that'll boost you through these times. Mm, that's so true. I think right now, like you said, you got to you got to find the opportunities and the blessings disguised in these setbacks. You can't further get caught up in it. Yes, I know it's easier said than done, but nonetheless, all valid points that you had just covered. And it's so important because a lot of good can come from this. And it's just a matter of how we think and, you know, and look at it and then go from there. No, that's some great information. So, you know. And good will you, come from this, too. I don't mean to step on you, but good will come from this because. Because it will change the way we do. But if we get healthier, I'm all for that, aren't you, Chris? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, what I'd like you to do, if you could do this, Terry, I know you, you've you been through something. Not that you went through, like, a, 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 a you know, in this case, a, a, a global pandemic, so to speak. But you've been through economic downturns in your career you know, talk about how, you know, you can navigate the, the, this, you know, the economic downturn that we're facing now that you, you had a, a similar experience back in the 80s, right? So I wanted to see if you could maybe share, share some insight. I've been through four recessions and the internet. Now, let's go back to, you know, you're talking about the coronavirus and, you know, it's a pandemic and we've never been through this. But uh, when I, when you're, I was in the travel industry when the internet really took off in 1995. So can you imagine if we would have stayed in the internet, uh, stayed in the travel industry? And by 1997, 1998, the travel industry had been totally wiped out by the by the internet. It had nothing to do with nothing. You know, there goes Blockbuster. Mm-hmm. There goes, uh, you know, there goes uh, Borders. So we faced all these these different things. When I was in the, when I, the story I told you about the, the phone bill, that was in the 80s, right after the, uh, the, downturn of the savings and loan corporations, which then turned around and led us in that direction. So we just need to make sure that we, um, that we stay positive. We have to find ways to get around the, the ambush. I always thought of it like an ambush. You, when you get to an ambush, you have three things to do, Chris. You can, you can cower down and, and get killed. You know, they're going to kill you. Or you can retreat. And if they really wanted you to, to die, they're going to chase you down. So you might as well try to get through it which is over it, under it, around it, whichever way you can, but get on the other side of it. So whatever, whatever we're facing, just, just figure out how to get to the other side through integrity, you know, all those things. Don't do anything, you know, that would cause you any, any further grief. But just, just remain diligent about getting to the other side. Mm. Yep, absolutely. We got it. We just got to be present. Like, he said, I mean, you know, this shall pass, right? And, you know, I know it's hard, sometimes hard to understand that when you're going through it. But, you know, that's all you can do is just be in the moment. And uh, it, like you said, just it, it will it will move, move. It'll get behind behind you and you'll be, bet in, be in a better situation. No doubt about it. So I wanted to just ask, what, you know, a, a, another question before, because I wanted to let, you know, obviously, we're, as we're near the end of the show, I want to let people know where they can find you as well, but you know, how can someone right now, you know, or to the best of their ability, recession-proof their business? Uh, the best way to do is to figure out something that is going to stay um, year-round, you know, something that's going to stay up or down market. So you may, like I added, when the air conditioning, I added appliances to my, um, to my service uh, business. So that means now I could open this, something that, that was going to be um, that I could work on all year round. Um, uh, and then it went, it led to brown goods, which is more like um, the TVs and stereos and things like that. Then white goods, which was washers and dryers and things like that. So as we start to build our business, find things that, that are still going to be here, even if the business goes up and down. Mm. Many marketing arms. Um, I create funnels for people, obviously, and at the top of the funnel, you just need five sources that you're going to get these in, regardless of what uh, t- uh, time of the year. It could be seasonal. It could be, and we run through all these different things all, all, all throughout the year. So it's not just a, p- a pandemic that's causing this problem, although it is, but there are setbacks that we have all during the year. It's just finding ways around them. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And it's so important. Again, again, everything you talked about earlier, 
having that that positive attitude and you know again see in my opinion you know always seeing the blessings and the in the opportunities disguised in the challenge you know we're in this case we're all affected by this this is not like a industry specific or a certain region or certain you know area that's going through this this is this is everyone so uh, we're all and, affected and a couple of little tips another couple of tips is um, you know go back to direct mail direct mailing and and, yeah. and follow up your direct mail pieces with a phone call and and be creative like I gave uh, you know yep. I give this to my my market I mean to the Marimax people get a nine inch tube put your poster your newsletter whatever it is put it in there put a slide package of Tic Tacs in there seal it up put it through yeah. the post office that's it's, awesome it's advice a, yeah that's a ninety that's a ninety percent open rate no it is I take advantage of it I, I strongly support that. You know, Terry, I want to thank you for, for your knowledge today. You have just le- uh, gave us a wealth of wisdom here today, you know, on the downward approach of building your business. I just want to be able to let the listeners know and those that will be listening later, you know, you know, where can they find you and what you're up to? I and mean, we just have about, you know, just about a minute left, minute and a half left before the end of the show. Okay, Chris. Well, again, thank you for having me on your show. Um, uh, I've got a quick start program that I've started uh, for for you get people out of the gate. It's a 12-week program with me. It's um, normally 19.97. I'm dropping it to 12.97. They'll work directly with me uh, one-on-one to build them a, a recession-proof plan, a business development plan that will take them wherever they want to go. Um, you can um, you can reach me at my cell number is 727-422-4771. You can call me direct. You can also go to my website, terryogren.com. You can put the contact uh, us at the contact button. Drop down while head hit. Just put in your name, your email address. Uh, put in there a fast start, a little message if you want to. Send it over to me. We'll call. If we're compatible. We'll get together. Well, thank you so much, Terry. Again, we highly encourage you to check out Terry and get in contact with him. Again, you can listen to this show in its entirety later today. Guess we want to, well, first of all, Terry, we want to thank you for joining us today. And guess we thank you each and every week joining us here, the Sustainable Success Way. Be safe, be productive, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.